the words of Melvin Udall, which is Jack Nicholson in the movie Good as a Guest. Did you miss us? Well, here we are, sweetheart. Yes, here we are with another episode of True Crime with the bad girl and the playa. I'm Benny Scala, the playa. And I'm here, as always, with my true partner in crime, the Boston bad girl, the siren assiduate, Hall of Fame professional wrestler, Brittany Brown. Brittany, as long as I'm doing ridiculous impersonations, I'm going to quote the great Joey Tribbiani and say, hey, how you doing? I love it. I love it. Love that show. Great show. I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing, I mean, we, we talked offline about my little episode with Bree, who's not here at the moment, you know, $600 and, you know, probably a bit, another hundred gray hairs later. She's fine, but yeah, otherwise everything is, is, is good. So ready to do another episode? Absolutely. All right, here we go. So our fellow lovers of true crime, here we go again. Something a little bit different. So our first three episodes focused on, uh, so we had Albert DeSalvo, who was 63, 64, we had Manson, who was 1969, and we had um, Ronald DeFeo, who was 1974. But today we're going to talk about something a lot more recent. So on March 25th, 2022, Tamara Sitch, who is known throughout the professional uh, wrestling world as Sonny, rear-ended and killed 75-year-old Julian Lasseter of, uh, in Ormond Beach, Florida. Uh, Lasseter was stopped at a light when Sitch plowed into him at a very high speed. It should be noted, and we'll get into this a lot more in detail, but Sitch was driving without a valid license as a result of numerous, and I mean numerous, DUIs. And since the bad girl's a Hall of Fame wrestler and she's had the misfortune or fortune of meeting and dealing with Sonny, I'm very curious as to your take on this matter. Obviously, nobody expects anyone to do something this heinous, but but bad girl, knowing what you do about this woman, is this really that much of a surprise? I have to tell you, all that happened in the past five or so years, I was shocked by. I I, I just thought it was over and above what I ever would have expected to see, because this is not the Tammy that I knew. She just seems like, and I, I, I don't know if you can put like a timeline on it, but it seems like maybe in 2005 when Chris Candido died, it seems like. I mean, she had issues before that. I mean, she had plenty of issues before that, but it's, it seems like they accelerated once he passed away. Way, way, way more. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she had issues, but she, I mean, she took it into high gear after that. Oh, I just, the whole thing is so unfortunate for her, for her family, for, for the other people involved, for the family of Mr. Lasseter. Oh, yeah. It's just oh. horrendous. All Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And it's so sad because I knew her as a very nice person and a very respectful person. And then just everything unraveled. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because, I mean, in, in, you know, doing some research for the podcast, I listened to a number of wrestling celebrities, you know, personalities talking about her. And the one guy who I thought would really trash her was Jim Cornette. But actually, you know, because she and we'll get into this in a little bit. She worked for him at Smoky Mountain. And he said that she never even had a beer, never took a pill, was never late, uh, pretty much did anything that was asked of her, never complained. Just like, I mean, the the ultimate model employee for the two years that, you know, and then obviously he had a lot to say about her, her post, you know, uh, post Smoky Mountain behavior. But I mean, he said that, you know, for those two, two years that she was with him, 
like you said, you know, a model employee didn't do a thing wrong. Yeah. Very, very sad. The, the, the big, big changes that everybody saw, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, just a little bit of background. So like we started saying, she started out just like the rest of us. She was born in New Jersey. Dad was retired uh, U.S. Navy, graduated from uh, Cedar Ridge High School in Old Bridge Township in New Jersey in 1990. And two years later, she's traveling with her high school sweetheart, Chris Candido, to the newly formed uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling Promotion, uh, which was uh, founded by just the gentleman we were just talking about, Jim Cornette. And there she was Tammy Fitch. Um, She was a heel who uh, actually idolized Hillary Clinton. Go figure that. So she, she had... Right off the gate, right out of the gate, she had uh, success as a heel manager. She took uh, uh, Brian Lee to the Smoky Mountain Championship, and then she led uh, Lee and Candido to the Smoky Mountain Tag Championship. So, you know, and, and a couple of years later, she gets the call from the, the big time, the World Wrestling Federation. So, Bad Girl is a Hall of Fame wrestler with a decades, decades-long career. Again, I want to hear your take on this. She's a 22-year-old kid. Working in a fairly obscure, I mean, Smoky Mountain was really not that well known, not not like a Mid-South or a, you know, a Mid-Atlantic. But she gets the call to work for the biggest wrestling company in the world. So, so far, so good, right? I mean, absolutely. And and then she just went from total obscurity to the, what, the most downloaded person on AOL or something? I mean, God, how does your head keep that all in? I mean, I'm I'm thinking because you know, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm thinking you're playing for the I don't know Shemokin Dopes or something like that, and then right. the Class A league in Pennsylvania somewhere, and your manager you know summons you to his office after the game. Oh, by the way, the Yankees just called you up, and you know now you're going to instead of making uh, you know a hundred dollars a week, you're going to be making a half a million bucks. How do you feel? So exactly. I mean, I I think it had to be on that kind of level because I mean that's you know that's that's a huge huge upgrade. If somebody, it's like working in the mailroom, and then the next week you're the you're the vice president. It's at that kind of level, right? And, and how, I wonder how it made her feel to be the only one hired, not right. Chris yet. Yeah, because she she first started out as a, a, a Tamara Murphy, so she was a news commentator. I, commentator actually uh on several of the wwf syndicated shows and eventually they did call candido got the call as well and she went from tamara murphy now she's sunny the manager of the body donnas and she managed skip who was candido initially it was just the two of them but then they brought in dr tom pritchard who was zip and they were they were the tag team and um so uh i think it was in the wrestlemania 12 uh dark match they beat the Godwins to win the WWF tag team titles. And then once they uh, they lost to the Godwins, and this is going to be a recurring theme for her. So she jumped from the, the body Donnas. She aligned herself with the Godwins after they won the title. When she uh, when she uh, when when they lost it to the smoking guns, well, then she, you know, she jumped to the smoking guns. And then after a while, she <laughs> she left them, too. I think she managed Farouk uh, after that, but she was actually voted manager of the year for, I mean, this is a huge honor by wow. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Um, and you, you got a lot of good managers competing for that award. And, and yeah. now again, she's 24. She's making huge money. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, she's got the world by the cojones. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, American Online, remember them? <laughs> Mm -hmm. announced that uh, she was the most downloaded woman on the website. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about the company of 
uh, Pamela Anderson, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Mariah Carey, and even Rosie O'Donnell. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> so <laughs> she had to get a, a vote or two, you know? Yeah, sure. Maybe by her parents, maybe. But um, so <laughs> Pedro, even even Stevie Wonder could see that the, the future was like very bright for this young lady, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she must have, like you said, had the world by the cojones at the time. But, you know, everything good seems to lead to bad sometimes, doesn't it? It's so sad because, like, you, you always, like, when I think of wrestling, there's, like, the what if. Like, what if Magnum T.A. didn't get in that car accident? Right. You know, what What if Gino Hernandez wasn't a drug addict? I mean, we'd be talking about him as one of the greatest of all time, I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, what if Tammy had kept her nose clean and just, you know, did her job? I mean, she, she'd be an icon right now instead of, you know, rotting in jail. But, you know, like you said, it didn't go the way that uh, it should have went. So she started carrying on with Shawn Michaels right under the nose of the unsuspecting. I have that in question marks. Candido. Yeah. He had to know, right? I don't know how he couldn't. Everybody else knew. I, I mean, everybody, everybody in the back knew because I listened to a number of shoot, you know, wrestler shooting, um, shoot interviews. Yeah. And to a to a one, they said that there's no way he couldn't have known. It's just so obvious and so blatant. Yeah. And and you told me because you had the pleasure of meeting Chris and you said he was a great guy. And I mean, it's a sentiment that was echoed by everybody that was speaking about him said the, the guy was great. He was very talented, really took his wrestling seriously. Absolutely. Just just a shame. So she apparently rubbed many people backstage the wrong way, but I'm willing to bet maybe she, she rubbed a couple the right way, right? Um, <laughs> so in June of 1998, uh, she actually got an ultimatum by the WWF to either clean up her act or uh, get pink slips. So that was a pretty steep and rapid decline. Yeah. And I, I guess she likes the color pink because she was terminated the following month. And she went over to ECW and uh, Chris was already working there. So here we go now. Here comes the arrest. So on October 4th, or not October, February 4th, 1999, she's arrested at her mother's house in Matawan, New Jersey, for uh, violating a restraining order to stay off the property. How bad is it when your own mother takes a restraining order because she can't deal with you? Oh, my God. You, it had to be the the problem had to be already exacerbated because you know for your own mother to not want you on her property that yeah. that's bad really really bad that's awful it is and so now her and Candido take some time off to deal with the drug issues she comes back in October but she doesn't last too long October twenty third she's found backstage unconscious at an ECW TV taping uh, and they're both fired in December of nineteen ninety nine. So pardon my language, but you know you have to be a royal fuck up when you get fired by Paul Heyman with all the misfits he had working for him in ECW. So now, I mean, the good the good news for her is she's very, you know, she's young, she's very, she's beautiful, you know, got a lot of charisma, very marketable. So she latches on with WCW, but you know, almost immediately fired by uh, Eric Bischoff uh, when when uh, drugs are found in the woman's locker room. So at least she didn't. She did uh, in hockey the hat trick. She got fired within two years, I think, by all three major promotions. Yeah. 
Now, she did for a brief moment get sober and um, open. She opened a tanning salon yep. and Chris Candido got a job with TNA and Candido, by I mean, for what I've seen, really cleaned up his act and was doing very, very well. But unfortunately, he, he broke his leg in the ring and I, I had a surgery. And I'm not sure because, again, I'm not a doctor, but somehow contracted a, acute pneumonia, died April 28th. Uh, 2005 tragically at the age of 33 i mean so young and, and you know probably about ready to to really you know take off in his career and now tammy goes back to college in 2007 to study, study medical term medical technology i think she was actually um going to do that yep. she was, before she got involved in wrestling absolutely and she made an appearance on the uh, 15th uh, anniversary show of Raw in 2008, and I think the following year she did a, a, made a brief ap- appearance in the wom- Women's Battle Royal during WrestleMania 25, and then somehow she gets she actually gets inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2011. I mean, I'm happy for her. that's always a sore I mean sore point with me because you have greats like uh, my friend Dominic Danucci. You got Ivan Koloff, who was an icon won titles everywhere he won and scored what I would say would be the most historic victory in the history of professional wrestling. When he pinned Bruno San Martino in 1971 in Madison square garden, ending Bruno's seven year, eight month reign as the world champion. How do you leave a guy like that out of the hall of fame? And I know there's some backstage politics, but man, you guys that like he deserves that if anybody does, but I mean, good for her. You know, she she got in and but I think that might have been the best thing that happened to her uh, in the past dozen years. So what I'm going to do is flip it over to the bad girl and she's going to take us home pretty much and give you the narrative of a very sad human being circling the drain. Yeah. Well, Tammy checked into WWE sponsored rehab in 2012. She is arrested three times from September 11th through the 13th of September uh, after an altercation with uh, who I also know, indie wrestler Damian Darling. You do know him. okay? Oh, yeah. I I believe they met on our show. Oh, wow. As far as I know, they met on our show. Yep. Uh, Because we booked them both. Yep. Uh, So he had a restraining order, which she promptly ignored, causing her to be arrested the very next day. She does, unfortunately, does the same shit the next day, like the song Henry VIII, second verse, same as the first. Are you old enough to remember that song? Uh, No. (laughs) Um, Henry VIII, I am. Herman's Hermits. I think it was like 1963 or so. Damn, I'm old. Well, that was the year I was born, so. But yeah, but after the first, you go second verse, same as the first. I've never heard it. Yeah, great song. I'm a hard rocker. Okay, yeah, then you then you definitely would not have heard Herman's Hermits. Right. <laughs> so on October 8th of the same year, she is again arrested when she breaks into Darling's home in Connecticut and is found passed out on his couch next to her, what apparently became her BFF an empty bottle of vodka. She was charged with disorderly conduct, criminal mischief, and three counts of violating a restraining order. I guess she enjoys the back-to-back thing because she goes right back the next day and is charged with third-degree burglary and violation of a protective order. Just my opinion, 
but they should have thrown in about 99 counts of gross stupidity. I mean, do you not learn at some point? Does the light bulb ever go on? Probably not for this lady. And the thing is, is because I know her, I know she's not stupid. So I don't know what was causing. Well, I think we might know what was causing this, but. I know her and I know she's not stupid. No, I mean, if you're going to pre-med or you want, I mean, by all accounts, a very, very smart girl. Yes. Yes. So, so I think we know what caused this, the, the altered, uh, body, let's put it that way. So (laughs) at this point, she decides to go back to rehab this one for 90 days, thank goodness, which is again, being paid for by WWE. Now, she is again arrested on January 25th, 2013, after a domestic disturbance between her and, again, Damien Darling. This time, she is held for $100,000 bail, and she served 114 days in jail. Okay. In 2014, after some derogatory comments about WWE, they decided to cut her off from their wellness program which is the first instance of them ever doing this. Uh, I was shocked by that because I didn't think that they would do that. Um, What was your opinion on that, Benny? Yeah, I mean, uh, they, I mean, for all, I mean, and I've been very vocal about Vince McMahon, like over the three-year history of my my podcast, the other one that I do, Dan and Benny in the Ring. But I have to say in his defense, they take care of their, I mean, from that perspective, I mean, yeah. you know, 2014, she's already, what, uh, 16 years removed from actually working for them. So 16, yeah. you know, they've been paying for her drug rehab for 16 years. I mean, imagine working for a company, getting terminated, and then, you know, 15 years later, oh, I got to check in rehab. Okay, I'll send a bill to my, uh, my last employer. That's, like, unheard of. I know. So, yeah, I mean, but... Uh, I, I wonder, I question what, you know, how good are these rehabs? I guess, I I, I mean, thankfully, something I've never had to worry about. But I, I got to think the first thing that you, you, you have to want is you have to want to get better. Absolutely. And I think that's what the problem was. And I, I think that's the root cause. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. So on May 15th, 2015, she was charged with a DUI after she was stopped at a Walmart parking lot. Imagine that being stopped by the police. Well, I can get that. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm, I hate Walmart's. Like, I, I want to get out of there as fast as possible. You know, right. I, I, I get that. So, but I, I'm not, I'm not blowing, uh, you know, the number she blew on. Right, exactly. On exactly. the drunkometer there. What was the number? Uh, oh my God, wasn't it three point eight? Well, this one was a point two five three. Oh, this one? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm oh, the other one. Oh God, I don't think I think she broke the machine that this that that time. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, this one was a, a, a 0.253, which is also approximately three times the legal limit. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's not being a slouch. No, no, definitely not. It's not one beer. She had also been driving with a suspended license at this time. Now she was stopped again on June 20th of the same year when she was involved in a car accident. She failed to show up for several hearings and a bench warrant and was was issued for her arrest, actually. Um, She was arrested on September 23rd and released on a $2,000 bond, which is kind of low, uh, with the provision that she refrained from any drugs or alcohol. Hmm. 
she decided to once again check herself into a 90-day rehab, which WWE did pay for, despite their previous declaration that they were done with her. So I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The time in rehab counted as time served, so she didn't have to do any jail time for the previous DUIs. Aha! Just five years probation. During her probation, she was subject to biweekly alcohol testing. Few weeks out of rehab, and boom, she is found unconscious and rushed to the hospital. Once released from the hospital, she was arrested and charged with a bunch of stuff, including driving without a license, driving an unregistered vehicle, and operating a vehicle without insurance. She was released from prison on February 4th, where she had been held since her arrest in September, so September to February. One of the conditions of her release was that she attend rehab, again sponsored by WWE. Now, in early 2018, she was once again incarcerated after a couple of DUIs, one of which involved another car accident. She was arrested in her home state of New Jersey. However, the New Jersey police discovered that she had existing warrants in Pennsylvania. She was extradited to Pennsylvania and held until October when she was paroled. Since Sonny hates it when the police are just hanging around, she made them earn their pay by incurring further DUIs in 2019. She was stopped and arrested for driving the wrong way down a one-way street and found with an open container of alcohol. While in custody, she was found to be in violation of her parole by failing to show up for hearings, missing several drug tests, and falling behind in her court cost payments. This time, she spent a year in prison and was let out in early March of 2020. Several months later, she was back in the soup due to driving with a suspended license, eluding a police officer, and a violation of a restraining order. She was released in June 2021 after serving almost a year in prison. Now you, Playa, you're actually going to take it home. I mean, not right. Can I, if if I'm just listening to that and I don't, I'm thinking, you're making a lot of shit up. Right. One person could not possibly do all that. I know. And, and, and something maybe we can talk about a little bit later is like, uh, no matter what, she kept getting out of jail to do it again. And it seems like it kind of escalated because I think I heard that, you know, she was in a car accident. Yeah. Uh, well, so, I mean, um, just unreal that somebody could get into that much trouble and, and like some light bulb not go up in your head and say, you know, I don't really like jail. I'm kind of, it's kind of making me age. I can't get good food. You know, I can't, you know, can't go to the, well, I guess you could go to the gym in jail, right? They I have, suppose. One, yeah. one hour a day, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, okay. But, yeah, I just, it just seems like fiction, but it, it, it's yeah. not over. Um, so on January 13th, 2022, uh, Tammy was arrested in New Jersey for possessing a weapon and making terroristic threats. So I got to give her, give her a little bit of kudos because now she changed it up a bit. A little know? bit? Yeah, just a little bit. So, and when police arrived, she was holding a pair of scissors and was threatening to stab James Jones her much younger boyfriend, who had actually grown up being a fan of hers. And she was released pending trial. But on February 24, 2022, she was arrested 
for 11 separate driving offenses. It's like it's making my head spin. And then finally, the culmination on uh, March 25th, 2022, she was involved in a fatal three-way crash in uh, Ormond Beach, Florida, uh, sadly claiming the life of Julian Lasseter. She was convicted of a DUI manslaughter and several other charges. Uh, her vehicle was found with an unsealed bottle of vodka. So she had an open vodka, a vodka bottle and was found to not only have cannabis in her system, but her blood alcohol was was allegedly four times the legal limit. So in Florida, it's a 0.08. So she's like she's over three. Yeah. Any anything over like two and a half. You're like, you know, incoherent drunk. Right. And she was like another. Lo- I mean, how did she even get in the car and turn it on? I don't but, know. Um, on November 28, 2023, she was sentenced to 17 and a half years in prison. So that was what, about a couple of weeks ago, actually. And uh, the Florida state attorney said, and I, very profound, it was only a matter of time before her drunk driving killed an innocent and unsuspecting individual. Truer words were never spoken. And like, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Maybe it could have been avoided. But at her sentencing, Sitch said that she felt I, I want to try to emote like regret and remorse deep in my soul. And to that, I'm going to quote my the great Vincent LaGuardia Gambini, my cousin Vinny, and say everything that guy just said is bullshit. Thank you. Uh, so, Brittany, as I was doing the research for this show, I was thinking to myself, this, uh, like I just said, almost too bizarre to be true. Like, mm. how can anyone with such a blatant uh, disregard for the system be allowed to skate for this long? You know, I have always said in this case, shame, shame, shame on the justice system. Amen. A hundred percent agree. Every single time she got let go, shame on that judge. Every time. And and I don't just mean this for her. I mean this for anybody. I, I heard about a guy that had 17 DUIs that killed someone. A 52-year-old man, I heard about this, and I just thought to myself, 17 DUIs, what is he doing? Why is he out? And I blame the courts. I, I just my opinion, she had 17 arrests and only seven DUIs. I guess she was a relative slacker compared to that guy. But how do you, like, after three or four, do you not, should you not wear a, a, some kind of bracelet, a yeah. tracking device? And and have to do like 18 different things before your car will start for you. Right, I don't. I don't get some people have to do that and others don't. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I after you know after DUI number three or four. Come on. And especially the one that you know the, the non the non fatal accident. But like at that point, it's like you know the next one could be bad, which it, it, it did turn out to be bad. Yeah. But I, I I totally agree to you. Here's, here's something that nobody really speaks about. I'm really curious to get your take on this. She was driving a Mercedes-Benz mm-hmm. that was not hers, that belonged to the boyfriend, I yep. believe. So now, either she stole the car, but she wasn't convicted with or accused of uh, driving a stolen vehicle, which means that he gave her the keys. Correct. All right. Why is he not in jail? Because isn't he... That's what I wonder, too. And and I did hear, now tell me if you heard this, I did hear that there is a lawsuit. Uh, we know there's a, a personal lawsuit against her from the family of the deceased. 
but I heard James was included in that. So that family realizes that he's responsible also. How come the court doesn't? Right. I mean, that's a civil thing. And you know how those things go. I mean, they're going to they're going to find in, in their favor for ten million dollars. Yeah. You know, how much, you know how much of that they're going to get. Zippity do that. Right. Exactly. So but I mean, this to me, trans, I mean, that's a civil issue. I think that the guy should be criminally liable. You, Absolutely. You, you're giving the car keys to somebody, you know, is totally shit faced. And I mean, plus she had cannabis. So like there, there had to be smoking dope. Yeah. And she had uh, cannabis and THC in her system. You know, you you got you're you're at like a point three two. You're like blackout drunk. And I I, I thought about this because I'm an, I'm I'm I, this is how I think because maybe all my years as an accountant. I I wonder if she got if he got reimbursed for that car being totaled. I I can't imagine he would have. How could he? Yeah, I don't think so. You you gave your car to an unlicensed driver willingly. Unless you said, I mean, if he was smart, I guess he could have said, well, she stole it. And then, I mean, he would have got covered, but then she's, you know, that's another ding on her. So yeah. I, I don't know. I just, it just, it just seems, and this is my opinion, the whole thing seems avoidable. Oh, a hundred times over. A hundred times over. And I always wondered, did she get off the hook because she was sunny every time? Or did she get off the hook because she was a pretty woman all the time? Or is it just lucky for her that she got off the hook? Or is the justice system just that bad? Well, you know, that's what I'd like to not think, but I think it is. I mean, I'm a 68-year-old guy. I I bet after the second one, I'm in the clink for good. You know, no license. I mean, thankfully, so she, I guess she can get out – 85 percent of her sentence so I, I think about 14 she'll get out she'll be about 66 67 that scares me because she's still old, young enough at that point to do damage do you see her coming out of prison a changed woman i would bet she would be i would I bet hope. She would be. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say she's gonna go right back to her crap i i, oh. I, I hope not i hope i'm wrong I mean, I hope she finds religion or, you know, she, you know, finds something or some kind of life transformation where she actually, I hope it sinks in what she's done. But I mean, I saw something when she was pending, when she was awaiting trial for the, for the DUI manslaughter, she, she rationalized it. You know, she said he had a seizure or a heart attack. I know. And that's why. He died. He, so we, we both watch a lot of true crime. And this is one thing that really bothers me is that when they interview these people, the first time I hear somebody say, you know what? I really messed up. I totally screwed up. I can never repay this family for what I've done. I am so sorry. I mean, I, mean, I have to sleep this every night and it, and it really it, it consumes my whole soul. If somebody says something like that, I find out where they were in prison and I would actually donate to their commissary account because like finally somebody takes accountability for what they did. Yeah. You know, but, but like we watch these shows, a hundred people out of a hundred didn't do it. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's always a reason why it happened and it's not their fault. Right. And you know, it is beyond me. How I I keep going back to 
the justice system, and I keep going back to him allowing her to do that. Now, of course, we don't know if he was even home at the time. He could have been out with his kids somewhere in a different vehicle. He has a couple of kids from a previous See, that I, that I did not know, and I guess that's a very good point. That could have easily happened. Yeah, and and and, and, and everybody is pointing the finger at him, and I did that too. I did the same thing, but who knows? We don't know the whole story. Was he home? I don't know. Did she just you know, get drunk by herself because he was out with the kids and, and, and well, take the Mercedes. Oh, I, I mean, but I do know that, if you know, knowing what he knew about her, he obviously knew her very well. Take would, those you, would you not take every car key in the, you know, in the house with you? Yeah. I mean, why would you even leave that temptation? Yeah, I totally agree. So, so like in reality, then he should be legally responsible. Right. He should be. He was um, negligent. I mean, however you want to say it. I mean, even if he left the car keys there, I mean, at least he's negligent for that. I absolutely. mean, if he, if he willingly willingly flipped her the car keys, well, now to me he's an accessory to manslaughter. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I just I, I I wonder when these people like when I watch these shows and these people, you know, say they didn't do it. Um, aren't they kind of screwing themselves because you know a lot of these people should be eligible for parole. Yeah. Uh, and if they are, and they're not, and they're not fessing up to what they did, they're not, they're not going to get parole because they're still not taking account uh, accountability for the crime. So in a way, I mean, I think their posture is that you know they're going to appeal it, and that's you know yeah. you you can't appeal it if you you know if you say that you did it. But I mean, I think it backfires on them. Well, I think a perfect example of that is is. Um one of the last, not the last one, but the second to last uh, podcast that we did on Manson, one of the women is out, one of them is not. One admitted her wrongdoing, one did not. Yeah. So yeah, look I mean, that. I think, I mean, not that it can take anything back, you know, I mean, it can't bring like, back lives, right? It can, you know, but, but at least there's an admission uh, of guilt. And I think a lot of times, that goes a long way, you know, uh, an admission of guilt and, you know, an apology to the family. That It does. I mean, it's not going to bring a person back, but at least like it's something. Take the responsibility. Right. You so know, I, I, I don't ever I, I don't know. Does she have access to social media while she's in jail? I don't know. I don't know if she does or not. I would hope not. Because I know for a while, I mean, remember Jody Arias? Now, there's a there's a head case. Oh, my gosh. But I I know for a while she had access to social media and she was uh, actually selling her paintings online. That that's something I, I think that, I mean, if if Sonny makes one penny writing a book or whatever, that money's got to go to that family. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll get a, a good amount awarded to them, probably from both of them, because they both are responsible. Yeah. You know, and and um, I was just thinking also, you mentioned, you know, when she gets out, she's going to be over 65, you know, like yeah. 67 years old. Um, I just recently read and I don't know if you heard this or saw it, that she is immediately getting transferred to the state of New Jersey to answer for open charges that she has not answered to there. Oh, OK. Upon so her. No, st no statute of limitations on that stuff. I guess if you're in prison, they would kind of, you know, stop the clock there. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess she was supposed to answer for them, and then this happened. So wow. this got in the way because she ended up in jail. So she never answered for those, and I guess they're pretty, pretty rough charges as well. I don't right. know, um, but you know where she did break that restraining order so many times and have so many DUIs. I'm sure there's at least a couple of broken restraining orders and a couple of DUIs in there. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that I mean they could have given her 26 years. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure why they chose to to you know why they opted for a lesser sentence. I mean, at 26 years, I mean, and if you did 26 with no parole, then you're then she's 78, and yeah. by then I you know well I don't, she can still get behind the wheel and do some damage, but uh, you know she's a lot more harmless I think than you know at 67. But for whatever I, reason, they opted for the lighter sentence. Yeah, I'm surprised at that because I thought she was going to get the whole thing. However, I did watch the sentencing live and uh, what I saw was a very good attorney explaining her mental disorder that was previously undiagnosed and untreated. What was that now? Uh, Bipolar disorder. Okay. So that's what two doctors uh, testified on her behalf that she had that and had never been treated for it. I can actually buy that. I mean, because you know there's got to be a wire loose somewhere for this behavior to be repeated like so many times over. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you, um, I I, I recently, and this is just me reacting, but I recently had a co-worker just last month uh, was killed while she was out jogging before work. Oh, man. And she's my age. Wow. Um, And she was in a coma. She had immediate brain surgery and she was in a coma. And they told her husband that she was not going to ever come out of the coma. And yeah, very, very, very sad. But let me tell you, since the day that happened, and I said it's been about a month, but every single day now, I am so much more careful. Not that I wasn't before, but I'm taking such extra care looking on the sidewalks, looking for if people are coming down the street. Now, last night I was coming home in the dark and I saw on the side of the road a teenage boy dressed all in black on a bike with no reflectors. And I just sat there and I said to myself, this is how it happens. Right. This is how it happens. But me bringing this up is just saying I'm not even the one that was involved in that, but because I know that it happened, I learned from it. I'm taking better care to make sure that I never hit anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's sad sometimes, like, you know, something good can come out of something so bad. At least, you know, you have that awareness now where you didn't quite have it, you know, before your friend, you know, tragically, uh, I mean, I thought I did. I I thought I did. But I'll tell you right now. That That brings to a whole new level, though, right? Oh, it is. And that guy that I saw last night, if I was not thinking of my coworker every single day now and how sad it is, what happened to her and how that person must have felt at 630 in the morning killing this woman, um, because I don't think there was any alcohol involved at that hour. But who knows? You never um, know, right? Yeah, I don't even know who it was, what happened to them, nothing. I don't know. Um, 
But just the fact that I wasn't involved in it and I learned from it. Right. What the heck is going on with somebody that actually did a crime, was in a DUI, was in a car accident and didn't learn from it over and over again? Yeah, there had to be something wrong. You're right. I, I I can't even wrap my I mean, I, <laughs> I've never spent a day in court in my life and I, I can't even wrap my arms around getting arrested 17 times. It just it's mind boggling. Oh, my God. I would be terrified. It, it's almost like you, you ever watch Andy Griffith, uh, the oh, Andy yeah. Griffith show with Otis, the town drunk. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Andy kept the key and Otis would let himself in. I mean, it's almost like that at that point. Like You get arrested. So many times. OK, I'm checking in, you know. Right. At least Otis cared. Right. You know, he didn't want to do it again. At least Otis, I mean, Otis was relatively, Otis didn't get behind the wheel. He just, you know, locked himself in the jail and and B brought him over breakfast the next day. You know, he got a good night's sleep and he was, you know. And he dried out. Right, dry out. But yeah, this is, I mean, when I first saw her uh, back in, I guess it was 95. And I think this is like one of the most attractive women I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, and just, I mean, stunning as far as how beautiful she was and just the charisma that she, you know, that she emitted was just off the charts. And I mean, there were some beautiful women back in wrestling in the day. I mean, you know, there was, of course, you. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't get to watch much of you as, you know, when I was younger. Um, but but, you know, you, you're talking about maybe Miss Elizabeth. You got Sherry oh, Martell. Okay. You know, there's a lot of beautiful women. But this this woman was, to, you know, to be. And in, in the the new era of, of you know, computers in 1996, was it 96, to be downloaded more times than any woman in the entire world. Imagine that. That's like unbelievable. I mean, there's uh, got to be three billion women in the world. And yeah. I, I just think, I mean, there was a, a, a point where, you know, she kept her nose clean in Smoky Mountain. But I think just the, the temp, I guess there wasn't really the temptation in Smoky Mountain there. I mean, she was probably making okay money, but not enough to, you know, be wealthy. But then once you get in WWE, you're making huge paychecks. You're getting, you know, all the perks. You're getting the flights. You're getting the hotels. You know, you have access to all those drugs and you have access to all those wrestlers. And unfortunately, a lot of them were married. And yeah. you know, she, she did her own version of bobbing with apples, but she used wrestlers <laughs> instead of apples, you know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You come up with some good ones. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good that way. So, any, Bad Girl, any closing thoughts when we wrap this one up? Well, you know, the only thing I can say is I hope somebody learned from this because it is just such a sad, sad thing. I hate that she's the way she is, what happened to her. I hate it because the the woman that I knew, the woman that I worked with, for many years, was a sweetheart to me, nothing but respectful, nice, kind, um, always showed up, never no-showed, always did a great job, um, never complained. Um, Her and I were both inducted into the New England Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame the same year, so saw saw each other there, nothing but a sweetheart to me, nothing, and I just hate that all this has happened. I hate it because I know what kind of a person she really is. Unless that was all fake. Was that all fake for 
it really makes you wonder, though, All doesn't it? Years? I don't think so. I, I think there was an issue. I think you're right. I think you're spot on. I think a, an undiagnosed issue, an untreated issue, and a lot of bad things in her system. And, and I think it changes a person. And unfortunately, it changed her for the worse. And I hope somebody learns from this. And all I can do is pray for her and the family of the the person. Yeah. Killed, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, something really that it's kind of profound what you just said. I mean, a mental illness is just as debilitating or, or even more so than a physical illness. And and had she been diagnosed, maybe I mean, who knows, she could have been diagnosed maybe in high school and, and it could have saved a lot of a lot of grief for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It w- would have changed her bank account a lot, too. Oh, yeah. I think, she, you know, still be quite popular. <laughs> the most downloaded woman doesn't usually go away. No, she, and I think, I mean, obviously with all, you know, with all her, her drunken escapades, I mean, she kind of let herself go a little bit, but I, I mean, I relatively young still, I think she's 52. She's 50 now. 50. Okay. 50. Yep. That's right. Yeah. I think, I think her birthday's coming up actually. February. Okay. So she'll be, she'll be, but in the overall scheme of things, still rel- relatively young. I mean, she could still be in some capacity with, you know, in professional wrestling. Oh, definitely. Maybe uh, not a manager, but maybe some kind of personality or good, you know, even a goodwill ambassador or something. She could, she could absolutely. be set. She could have been set for life, but. Absolutely. You know, you know what? No, I think her birthday is next week, actually. I thought it was December or something. Yes. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know who I'm confusing her with. Feb- oh, my sister, February 8th. That's okay. it. Yeah, my sister's February 8th. I think she's December 9th. Uh, it's, it's, I thought it was coming. When I looked her up on Wikipedia, I thought it was it was early December sometime. Yeah, yeah I think it is. I think it's coming up the, at the end of this week, early next week. She'll be 51. Okay. So she was in jail on her 50th birthday. Imagine that, uh, spending your 50th in jail. I, I, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine spending any of my birthdays in jail. Thankfully, nope. it's 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 not happened. But, yeah, it's just, you know, you see that much talent. You see that much potential. And just all goes down the drain. It's just so sad. Yeah, very, very, very sad. Oh, boy. Well, so <laughs> kind of depressing, Ashley. I know. Almost killed my appetite, and it's dinner time. But <laughs> but I'm Italian. It takes a lot more than that to kill my appetite. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so you want to you want to do another episode one of these days? Absolutely. We got a we got a couple of ones we're tossing around. We're talking about Son of Sam. We're talking about Whitey Bulger. Yep, books in the mail. I don't think we're gonna. One thing I don't think we're gonna we're gonna have a problem with is uh, material. I think absolutely <laughs> not. I can. We'll Absolutely. be doing this show on my 109th birthday, if, you know, if we're both still around. It then we'll works still, for me. We'll, we'll, we'll still have new people to talk about. And just think, in, in those, you know, X amount of years, there'll be more. So. Absolutely. Yeah. We have so much to do already. And you mentioned Jody Arias. That's a great. Oh show. gosh, you know, now that you said that, like, or now we, we said that, that's a. That, oh, you talk about that bad was news. something. Yeah. Another uh, beautiful woman just went off the rails. Crazy, crazy. Yes, so, crazy, so crazy. this three right there, just in, in the course of 20 seconds that we talked right. about. You got it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, with that, on behalf of the bad girl, I am the player. Be safe and see you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>